0: <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I needed that laugh. That's, that's a good laugh. Good laugh.
1: Oh, oh man. man. Ah. Yeah, man. What up? <laughs> What's up,
2: man? Super Duty.
1: You know, you Super know. Super Duty tough way. Them boys, man. Them boys. Yeah. Oh, man. I forgot to tell you. We got a bunch of, of good email feedback. Oh, where I don't know if I want to call it fan mail, uh-huh. but we got quite a bit. Oh, really? I got like four emails about last week's episode. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see if I can look at some real quick.
0: Yeah, that'd be dope.
1: You know, because it's good to know that people are listening, right? Right. Like they are really fucking with you out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I see some of these joints, man. Um, That's that's, that's nice. Yeah, but I I think that's probably the most we've gotten for any one uh, episode. You know, we got one. uh, Hold on. Oh, this is one from uh, Missy Weaver. Love your podcast. I'm a stay-at-home mother outside DC. You recently discovered your podcast. Your topics are very relatable to creativity in any situation. I look forward to each new podcast. Keep it up. That's nice. Thanks.
2: Dope. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, them boys. Them. VIP. Yeah. And then
1: we got another one. Uh, Hold on. Da-da-da-da-da. I don't know if this one is the one about... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's talking about which episode is this? I'm trying to figure out. But This is another one from a guy named Joey. Um, Then there's another one. Let me see what we got. It's uh, David. Mm -hmm. Work-life balance. Yeah. That's the title of the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Love the podcast on work-life balance. It reminded me of this paper that I recently read in a master's class. It describes... A model that some therapists use when helping their clients with the same thing. To me, the most interesting point this model makes is that balance is dynamic. It's not so much a destination as it is a way of thinking about and continually readjusting how you spend your time. I found it interesting and would be happy to forward it to if you'd like to read it. All the best. Dope. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah, a, I got more in there too, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, your voice is shining. Right, right.
0: Cass is liking, Cass is digging it and learning. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Getting some information, shoot. I'm learning, you
1: know what I <laughs> mean? Hell yeah. That's how it's supposed to be, man. You know you do shit that's valuable to you too. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know it till you do it and you're like, "Oh, snap." Right. I'm glad I had that conversation.
0: Yeah, cuz like we we talked about, I think we talked about this off air. Like you don't Every day you don't think like, what are eight ways that I can improve my work life balance situation? (laughs) You know, like so when we sit down and think about those things, it's you know, it's like, hey, like I should be doing this
1: shit, you know, that I'm thinking
0: that I'm thinking about right now. Totally, man. Life just happens. You don't have the time to really sit down and just think like that all Mm -mm. the time.
1: Mm -mm. And then, you know, also with the whole reading thing, sometimes podcasts can be an easier format to absorb for some people right like some people who have really busy schedules and mm-hmm. they're on the move they got time when they're in a car right but maybe they don't have time to dedicate and, and read on something like that so like just the format i think helps as well yeah definitely you know most definitely and us being the most valuable podcast you yeah. know what i'm saying on yeah, planet man. earth
0: so we got a little we got a couple of little blog blog um some blog action too Yeah, yeah, you know, cats are are, uh, paying attention. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, they can't front on us, but for so long, man.
0: Hey, truth is truth.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like our goal is just, you know, to go up there and just be consistent. Mm -hmm. If we show up more than everybody else, we can't lose. Right. Just show up, man. Right. You know, most motherfuckers, they suck at what they do because they don't show up. Right. So, as long as we show up, right, great things happen. This is true. You know, so, yeah, thanks to all our listeners out there. The most uh, infamous podcast. Yeah, back uh, in the block. Yeah, growing in readership. Right. Yeah, you the know. numbers is up. Yeah. Sound, SoundCloud is looking. Looking looking spiffy. Yeah. Looking real spiffy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out there winning. Yeah. You know, we got this piece, in, I think the Columbus Alive piece comes out tomorrow. Oh, where? Yeah, that's uh, it's either tomorrow or next week. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, our interview. We get we get we got interviewed for uh, by the Columbus Alive. You know about they were doing a piece about uh, podcasters from Columbus, and uh, you know your boys. Yeah. You we, know. We know how can you talk on that without speaking <laughs> on us? You, you right, know? right.
0: Right. We right. We've been doing this thing. Right. We were the most
1: consistent. Right.
0: What forty one episodes?
1: Yeah. This is forty one, bro. Yeah, man. Forty one, man. Doing it. You know. So, uh, yeah, man, we've been doing it, man, and we're going to continue to do it. You know, talk about whatever the fuck we feel like every week. Right. And uh, this week, man, we talking about what? Personal. Personal relationships. Relationships, man. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of, and this is kind of, we've talked about beef before. Right. But we never really talked about it in terms of friendship. Right. And when friendship turns into beef.
2: Yeah.
1: And how, you know, it's our belief, because we're grown ass men, Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't carry yourself... Uh in a way, towards somebody you know and love as you should towards a stranger, right, it's different, yeah, it, it should be it yeah, at least it <laughs> should be different, yeah, but what we're seeing is like it's changing, man like guys are out here going at their friends like they don't even know them. yeah, and it's just really uh it, it, it in my opinion in a lot of experience, it just shows that there's a lack of code, yeah, disheartening, it's disheartening. yeah, to you gotta have rules for engagement, man, yeah. and so well, uh, you know we got some rules. A couple. a couple of them things for y'all, man. You know, we're going <laughs> to get into these stories and then we're going to get these rules and we're going to get you on track. So y'all don't uh, repeat the same fuckery out there, man. Yeah. You know, so uh, take a quick break.
2: Yeah. Boom. You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint. Raw and uncut. Adult conversations. No shucking, no jiving, and no
0: bullshit. We back in the place. Yeah. Talking about relationships.
2: The code.
0: Mm-hmm. Code. What? What code? What code? <laughs> <laughs> what code? What code is that? Where is the code? Yeah, code is lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, Kid Cudi, this is Drake and Kanye West. These clowns don't write their own music. That's what he mm. said. Uh, this mm-hmm. was from September. All right, so shots fired. Kid Cudi went on a major Twitter rant September 14th about what he thinks is the sorry state of hip hop industry, of the rap and hip-hop industry. And in the process, called out Drake and Cutter's frequent collaborator, Kanye West, as clowns. Keep reading for why he went on this shocking tirade. Out of nowhere, Kid Cudi, 32, unleashed a mo- the mother of all Twitter rants and managed to bash some pretty big names in the process quote I need y'all to know I got so many haters within the industry and these clowns know I'm about to crush their entire existence everyone thinks they're so great taking top five or talking top five and have and having and be having 30 people write songs for them let me let me tell you something these days the fuckery the what is that what it meant that's the fuckery is over and I'm one I'm the one they worry about because I know they don't give a fuck about the corny shit that they do he began clearly ready to spill a whole lot of tea quote my tweets apply to hold up my tweets applies to those who they apply to yo drake whoever these whoever. niggas <clears throat> sorry these niggas don't give a fuck, these about, don't me. Give a fuck about me <laughs> <laughs> and they ain't fucking with me. They got fucking me anyway. He later he later wrote, He always made it clear that he has no love for Drizzy, but it's kinda surprising that he go after Kanye West, 39, the way he did. The last time we saw them together, they were having a blast at Yeezy's season three fashion show in February. That also they also collaborated on the first public airing of the life of Pablo, um, on which Cutter had some amazing collaborations with Kanye. Those two go all the way back to Ye's influential 808s and Heartbreak, which Cudi helped pin a number of the songs. Mm-hmm. Yep, he sure did. He helped with that whole sound. Yeah, but look at him now. Right. Um, he, did, he did have some love for the next generation of great rap stars, giving name drops to a bunch of talented artists. In a Kanye like declaration, Cudi claimed, I am the culture. Wow. Uh, while going on to add to that, I keep silent because I don't want to come off like some angry hater. But today, not only do I feel fantastic, (laughs) I'm I'm feeling like taking over. I feel great. (laughs) I already have, he declared. Niggas keep you you close when they see how powerful you are by yourself. When they see your greatness. Niggas keep you close when they see how powerful you are by yourself. When they see your greatness out of fear. Um, I've been loyal to those who haven't been loyal to me and that ends now. Now I'm your threat, he warned before turning in to tell any supporters of what he said to speak up. Anybody who got an issue with my words, I'm glad. If you feel me, don't be scared to, to use your voice. I was for, I was for so long out of blind loyalty. He ended his massive, um, he, he ended by telling fans from here, I'll let you, I'll let the music speak. And as you were, peace and love to all my supporters and true ones, cut her out.
1: Yeah. Kid yeah, Cudi, huh?
0: Kid Cudi. This is like, ain't this like the second time he then came out and was like, yo, fuck all this shit. Cause I'm not sure. Because the does. first time, because he don't talk that much. Yeah. But um, I think it was before when he was talking about Katz biting his style. Remember? You're right. You're right. You're right. And yep. uh, he was on Twitter going in on Katz yeah. biting his style. He
1: seems to be a pretty volatile dude. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's, a, it's a complicated situation because like we said before, Kanye West put him on. Right. You know, signed him. Brung him in to help write, you know, to, to, to and he always gave Cuddy his credit, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. Right. You know, there was never a sense that he was pulling, you know, the thing that, you know, like the Dr. Dre's or right. the Timbaland's pull. Right. And that's one thing I've always given Kanye West credit for is that he always credits those who he works yeah. with.
0: Even Drake, for that yeah. matter. I Be- mean, always. Yeah.
1: You know, so it's like Cuddy is now taking things to a direction where i think it's just personal relationships are going to be hurt right possibly irreconcilably you know what i
0: mean and it, and it's and it's messed up because what it sounds like huddy's talking about is something that you know maybe kanye did do something that hurt his feelings or made him upset working but with drake <laughs> probably but <laughs> but he's airing it out in, the, in an yeah. incorrect fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, if he had that problem with Kanye, if they supposed to be boys, he should have hit Kanye up. Yeah. You know? But this happens why? There's
1: no code. <laughs> <laughs> There's no code anymore. And that's why we're here today, folks. Right. To right. talk about the code, man. The yeah. lack of code. These guys have no code. And this is a code. This is going to apply to, like, dealing with people you know and maintaining those relationships. But I have I the feeling that these rules that we're about to give... Are gonna be so much bigger than
0: that. Oh yeah, man! This stuff goes beyond music, beyond just life. Yeah, just life
1: rules. Yeah, because we're artists. We know artists are sensitive about this shit. Right. We're some of the most sensitive people out there. Right. Right. But there has to come a point where you uh, temper that sensitivity with some, you know logic mm-hmm. reason right. especially you know. dealing with friends yeah yeah because yeah. you, you jump out that window man it's, it's hard to come back <laughs> yeah, there's no coming back <laughs> no. sometimes you know yeah. so uh we got we got look nine things yeah nine tips man so uh i'll start with number one man okay. i'll start with number one man the number one way to maintain relationships is to not speak in anger yes not speak in anger. I'm going to say it again for my people in the back. <laughs> Do not speak in anger. Yeah. This is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Cudi is not the first person to get mad. No, nah, of course. Everyone, Everybody gets mad. The music industry is full of people who are mad. Because the music industry can piss you off. <laughs> it's fuckery. <laughs> it's designed to fuck you over. Yeah. And if you manage to get any level of success in the music industry, that is the exception. Mm-hmm. Not the norm. Right. The norm is being dicked over and thrown out on the curb and replaced with another version of you, who will copy your shit and do it better and cheaper and faster. Yep, that's the model. <laughs> right. That's the norm. That's the model of most businesses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so I think guys are defining their their position in the industry by the exception, mm-hmm. and and everybody in industry's been shitted on. Right. Those at the top especially. Maybe they never would have made it to the top had they not been shitted on. Right. Because I had to learn from that, learn how to maneuver through the manure. Thank you. And so it, it, it's it's we see here is a guy who's been hurt. He feels he's been wrong. And the first thing he does instead of doing anything else is he speaks in anger. Mm-hmm. And that's just not going to work. Yeah, it doesn't work,
0: especially if especially when you when you are a public figure and you're just spewing anger expect you can't get that stuff back
1: emotionalism
0: like the the twitterverse and you know internet that shit's forever yeah you know once you put that out there whether you delete it or not that shit is there it's out there so you can't get those thoughts you can't get those ideas back you gotta you gotta think about shit if you need time to cool
1: off then take some time to cool off before you speak come on man and and that one's so much bigger than than hip-hop because like i used to i used to uh date this girl right and uh what used to piss her off more than anything was my refusal to speak in anger. Mm -hmm. Like she would be going ham. And I'd be like, Hey, you know, that's cool. But um, we'll talk about this later. Right. Yeah. I just need some time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm mad. Yeah. You violated. You definitely disrespected me. Right. But I'm gonna talk to you later. Right. It's when I'm not mad. Right. And that used to make her more upset. Mm -hmm. She would, cause I guess in her mind, like if I didn't want to speak about it right then and right there, That was disrespect. Right. You didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care. You know how it gets with women sometimes. (laughs) You got to be in it emotional with them for them to feel like you care. Mm -hmm. And with guys, we have to be very, very careful about speaking and acting in anger, Mm -hmm. not just because it can ruin relationships, but because men are strong, big people Mm -hmm. and and physicality is involved.
2: People get stabbed, shot fucked up,
1: arrested, whatever the fuck. Right. When men act emotionally, people get hurt. Yes. Women can act emotionally mm-hmm. and there's not the immediate threat of like, oh shit, you know, somebody got stabbed in the neck, you know what I mean? Right. Or, or this motherfucker shot 30 people. That's what men do when men operate from a place of emotion. Yeah. And so I'm always really really careful about that, man. And I think the number one rule we as men have to observe is do not Speak in anger, not towards your, especially towards people who you care for, who mm-hmm. you love. Like that's your family at the end of the day. Be very careful about that because once you take it there, you cannot take those words back. Yeah, it's very difficult. And and, and they're going to respond usually with the same or more anger. Right. You know. Yeah, they got to. They have to. Yeah. And they have to respond. Period. All right. You know. So that's rule number one, man.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I completely agree, you know, like just with with friends and, you know, being married. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been many a many a times that me and my wife and sometimes she'll be like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and at times because I'm sometimes I'm kind of the person that like, you know, let's talk it out. And it's not in anger necessarily. Yeah. It's just like I want to talk about it and get it get past it. And sometimes yeah. she's like, I can't talk about this right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and vice versa, I'm like that too. But you do have to give people their time to cool off and you gotta take your time to cool off. You can't just jump the gun and just go in, mm-hmm. you know, on Somebody, especially if it's a friend, yes. if it's you know your wife, your children, you know what I'm saying. You just got you got to take your time. Oh, you, you know, know yeah. There's been many a times that I told my kids, like, I gotta, I gotta. Let me go upstairs for a second
2: <laughs> before, before, before I, I kill
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to throw you through this wall. So let me go, let me go, chill out and think this through. Yeah. Before you not breathing no more. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we do gotta, you know, take time. Uh, Take time. Rule number one, man. Number one.
1: Don't speak in anger, man. Yep, yep. Rule You ready for rule number two? Yeah,
0: rule number two. Number two? Yep. Don't make private matters public. Say that one again, man. Say it for the people in the the back. For
2: the people in the back
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't make private matters public. You know what I'm saying? Keep your stuff. If you got a problem with your homie. Yes. Then talk to your homie. Yes. You don't got to talk to everybody else. It ain't everybody else's business. Oh,
1: you mean, you mean having that problem be broadcast in front of 30,000 people might not be the wisest thing? Uh, I'm, I
0: don't, nah. I, I would say no.
1: No? <laughs> you, you mean- I would say not. Telling a million plus Twitter followers that you have a problem with someone might not be the wisest thing? I would say not. Hmm. Huh, you might want to call that person.
0: You know, even if you're yeah. you're operating on Twitter, hit them with a DM. You know
2: what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, slide in. You their know, DMs. slide a DM real quick. You know what I mean? Let them know like we got issue, bro. Yeah, with some diplomacy,
1: <laughs> slide in your DMs with diplomacy.
0: Right, right, right. You know, keep your stuff out of the public eye because for one, the public when the, once the media get a hold of this kind of uh-huh. stuff, then it just it just blows up. Yep. you know, it might not even be that big of an issue. Come on. It doesn't have to be that big of an issue, but when you get it in front of millions and millions of people, yeah. then everybody start making speculations. Then rumors start. Yeah. Then this person talk about that person. Oh, did you hear what this person? It might not even be what what actually happened. At mm-hmm. that point, it turns into a whole nother animal. Yeah, keep your shit out of the public.
1: And and as a and as a celebrity, you have a def, uh, another dynamic, which is that when you make uh, a beef public with someone who you're connected with people who love both of you feel like they have to choose sides right so automatically even though you don't think it's being divisive you're dividing people right and some of the very people who support you may not like your approach and may be against you simply because you did that or
0: just like not fucking with either of y'all yeah you know just to stay out of it yeah you know it's because because they do care about both of y'all
1: yeah so you can never you can never bring that back man it's like um i was thinking about this the other day this is kind of not related but uh it, it is related in mm-hmm. a weird way i was peeping about you remember uh when mike tyson used to date robin gibbons uh-huh. right and how Mike Tyson was at the peak of Mike Tyson's shit. He had all the belts. He was like 21. Right. He had just bagged Robin Givens. He was on every news station. He was like the man. Every rapper was mentioning him in a verse. <laughs> right. This yeah. was the peak of Mike Tyson's. His fights were less than two minutes long. Yeah. You know, the biggest draw, you know, the shortest fights, the most dominant champ. And then after he got Robin Givens. They did this interview on ABC with Barbara Walters, right. and in that interview, Barbara Walters looks at Robin and says, "You know, hey, what's up? You know, uh, with you and Mike, basically." And she was just, and Robin Gibbons said, basically, was like, "He hits me, yeah. he hurts me, straight up." And and that was all she. And she in Mike's face. If you just look at his face <laughs> <laughs> during this interview, right? He looked like he he was in shell shock. He literally was catatonic. Right. He was like. Oh, my God, is she doing this on live <laughs> right television now? right now?
2: Right now? Yeah. Right now.
1: And I'm not here to defend, you know, domestic abuse. Right. My point is that if he was with her, married to her for over a year, mm. don't you think there's a conversation they probably could have had before the cameras came on? Right. Either to say, hey, I'm going to talk about this, Mike. Right. Or, you know. We need know, to go to counseling. Yeah, we you know? need to go to counseling. We're going to work it out. We're not. We can't make this uh public or or, or whatever it is Mm -hmm. there was a chance an opportunity that they had as a couple to control that or figure it out before it went public Mm -hmm. and once it went public there was no turning back no coming back because all the there's going to be a a large amount of people are saying you can't or shouldn't work that out period you have to leave right and a lot of couples you know there can be abuse on both sides and sometimes people won't necessarily Define that as a reason to get Divorced All right. in that instance I don't Know mm. but I'm sure couples have worked Through that some have decided No we can't but they didn't make it public first right is my thing is like i think there's some danger in making these situations public first mm-hmm. and uh that was like the biggest one i saw and i was just weak like wow she really assassinated that And mike man. tyson was never the same after that no 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 nah, no that was the beginning of the spiral oh my god it was that was it yeah that was it that was it and she just sat there like like it wasn't nothing right and, and the,
0: he did just look like
1: yeah And she was an actress too Which made it, she's just super dramatic You know what I mean, like she's like oh my gosh She totally is going to have him looking like shit Yes, You mean to tell me she did not have a mean, No opportunity to talk to this man About that before they were on live TV Like it was live
2: bro Yeah. It was crazy, and if
0: she was scared before, then I imagine how scared she go be. Oh my be. god,
2: yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. She's like,
1: like Barbara, please don't leave. Right? This man is probably gonna put his hands <laughs> yeah, on he me. he's gonna kill me? Back. Because of what I told you. Right, I gotta, like yo, yeah. she, she should have told that after she was out of the house, right, <laughs> in safety. Mm-hmm. You know, but like the way she did it, I, I was like, whoa. Mm. Once things are made public, they can never go back to being private. Yeah, that's the thing because now. I see it with couples all the time. Sometimes, like you see people um, on their Facebook feeds, for example, oh, yeah. and they'll go on a rant about their boyfriend, uh, you know, their 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 lover, husband, wife. One week, mm-hmm. and then after they're calm, they in love again. Yeah, they in love again. Yeah. But the people who join their side when they were ranting about it can't just jump back over there right those people remain on the skeptical side Mm -hmm. and so then oh and then they'll be like oh why are you guys in my business wait a minute if this guy's so terrible why are you going back to him now right last week you hated him or last week you hated her now this week everything's all good right and you want us to be liking your pics and you know cheering you guys on we don't believe you you (laughs) need more people (laughs) and so it's bad it's bad to go public about certain things because when you do you're creating an expectation of action for yourself, right? which may or may not be what you want. You may just want a a conversation with that person. Yeah. But if if you make that private matter public, you're making it to where people who watch are expecting
0: action from you. Yeah. You're getting more people involved in the conversation that you should have had. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And words is not good enough for them. They're like, okay, you have the problem now. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. It's not what are the, tell them to leave you alone. No, it's like you have to do something now because you've made us aware of this situation. Yeah. So, so the onus is on you. And if you don't do anything, then you look weak. Mm-hmm. And if you reconcile, then you look weak. Right. You know, it, it all because it went public. Yeah. If it, if the same thing happened and only you told one or two people and you reconciled, the expectation would be so much different. Oh yeah. You know, it's definitely, I, I completely agree. Yeah, man. So that was number two, which yes, was, was uh don't make, Private Matters Public. Word. My G. We'll do one more and then uh, we'll do a commercial break. Uh, we'll do this one. This is number three. Yeah. Woo. Always say less than needed.
0: S- say that again.
1: Always say less
0: than needed. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people just. They just keep going.
2: Overdo it. bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They just keep going like and and that's part of the speaking in anger, because when you're speaking in anger, you don't you're not thinking about what you're saying. Mm -mm. You're just going in and going in and going in. And that, you know, what I'm saying until you until you can't talk anymore. Yeah. You know, you're just talking. And a lot of times you didn't overdone it. (laughs) Cause when you speak in anger And when you're getting into this You know Saying more than you need to say A lot of times You say some shit You don't really mean You know Always. what I'm saying Say things out of emotion You know Say things in the moment And then Like we said You can't take that shit back You mm-hmm. can't reel that back in
1: mm-hmm. You can't You can't I mean like It took us five minutes Just to read Everything Cuddy said <laughs> Yeah That man had bars that like that. That's probably more lyrics to the, Than the average song He's put out <laughs> You know, right. he doesn't have a single single with that many words. <laughs> right, with a paragraph get, it worth it. Yeah, worth the words in it. It's like the same thing over and over. Nine day, nine day, <laughs> nine day. <laughs> Yet when this man going on a rant about somebody else, it's like three paragraphs of, yeah. of anger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you gotta say less, man. Like you're saying, the more you're saying. The higher expectation it is that people are going to expect you to do something, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's the same thing. You talk a bunch of shit. It's like that with, with beef. You getting beef in the street. The dude who's talking the most shit, people expect him to set it off. Right. You can't be calling somebody a punk motherfucker. I whoop your ass. You soft. You this. You a bitch. You blah, blah, blah. Then everybody's eventually going, hey, man, you got to do something. Right. And hey, what you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, he a bitch. Go handle that. Yeah. Show right. me a bitch. Right. They're not with well, a guy. Meanwhile, the guy that you're calling a bitch, if he's silent, they don't have no expectations of him. Right. He can just sit there with arms folded, like, all yeah, right, like, come on. I'll be that. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you going to do? yeah that's straight up you know so always say less man always say less man that's that's you're right it's a hundred percent a uh a trait of anger yes and we continue to say more and more because actually we're trying to hurt people right you know some people you, you also gotta admit that some people when they're hurt they don't actually want that thing resolved right then and there. No, nah. they want to hurt the other person. Yeah. They want you to feel what they feel. Yeah. 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 And because they want you to feel that they're going to keep talking. Even if you were to step in and in the middle of their rant and be like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. They would continue yes. to keep saying crazy shit to you yes. and speaking in anger because it was not about the apology. Right. It was not about right or wrong. It was about I'm hurt. Now I got to make sure you're hurt. Yeah.
0: I want, I want to see you in pain.
1: Yeah. Like I'm in pain. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: what I want. Yeah. I don't want you to say, sorry. I want to see your leg broke. Just like my leg is broke. <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> Till then. I'm not happy. <laughs> right. Right. No, you, know, you right. cannot sleep in peace. If I'm still mad, Yeah, let that's what it is, man. And yeah. you got to really understand, like, what is it you want out of this? Do you really want resolution? Do you want peace? Or do you just want to get even?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's and that goes into taking a break, stepping back, reassessing the situation, because when you when you operate out of anger, then you just want to cause destruction because you're destroyed inside. So you want everybody around you to feel that destruction. Yep. You know, so you got to take a break and step back and say, like, okay, how can I rationally handle this and deal with this situation so we can have a resolution? Because I want to keep you as a friend or a mate or, you know, whatever. You know, what I'm saying like because at the end of the day, most of these people is like, dang. You know, I miss that dude. Yeah. That was my boy. Exactly. You know, I shouldn't have said all that shit that I said on Twitter, of all places, <laughs> you know, and fucked up that relationship. You know, a year later, you're like, damn, like, I really wish I could call, yeah. you know, in this case, maybe Kanye. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could call Ye, because I really need some advice in this situation. He'd be the perfect person, but I fucked that up, because I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I couldn't call that man on the phone, you know, and deal with this. So
1: yeah yeah i agreed that's number three number three take a break yes sir what's up everybody blueprint here to remind you that my latest project the vigilante genesis ep is available right now on Weightless recordings the ep is a collaboration between myself and my friend aesop rock which features myself on the rhymes and aesop rock on production if you are a fan of concept albums, comic books, or just good old hip hop, then this EP is for you. Vigilante Genesis is available on Sign CD, Blue Vinyl, and Deluxe Digital exclusively at weightless.net. So order your copy today. Thanks again for your support.
0: Alright, we Uh, back, we back, yeah man Never thought this one would happen, never did I don't know why You slept I just never did I thought, I really thought that they would overcome Or that they had the code Yeah, yeah, yeah I really thought that they had,
1: you know I think one of them has the code Right The other one doesn't
0: Yeah I think it's a development of of a whole lot of other shit You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Why the other one don't have the code
1: Yeah, he's fathering his motherfucking life Right,
0: right that and, you know, the Kardashian curse, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, true. It's, true. <laughs> it's there. All right. Um, Kanye West acknowledges falling out with Jay-Z. Quote, there will never be a watched Throne 2, which I'm kind of disappointed in.
1: I didn't really like the first one. That, it was I okay. Did. It I was joints it. on there. Yeah, it, it was four. A, yeah,
0: I, I thought more than that. It was some yeah. joints on there. I thought it was a couple joints. No on there.
1: replay value. I agree
0: with that. <laughs> I listened probably maybe two or three times, and I haven't really listened since. All right. Uh, Kanye West apparently had a falling out with his big brother Uh, three times during his concert, three times during the same concert Mm. uh, in Seattle on Wednesday night. Kanye stopped the show to call out his longtime partner, Jay-Z. The first instance occurred midway through his performance of pop style. The track was originally supposed to be a collaboration between Kanye, Jay-Z and Drake, but only Drake was featured on the version appearing on Views. As Kanye explained, Jay-Z scrapped the collaboration because of some title Apple bullshit. That's in quotes. I, was, I wasn't I was on the song because of Hove. You didn't get what you were supposed to get because of some title Apple bullshit, said Kanye West. He went on to recount the making of the song, saying, I start freestyling to it. Jay-Z thought of a couple lines. I said, man, go ahead um, and throw it on there drake will be so surprised he'll probably was he probably wasn't expecting you to be on there we sent it back to him and he said oh shit the throne is on this shit <clears throat> kanye continued then jay thought of it thought about it and out of respect for meek mill he didn't want to be on the track meek quote um and this is in parentheses meek mill is a longtime rival of drake and is signed to jay-z's rock nation so you know it's a it's a conflict of interest there. Um, Kanye yeah. offered to call Drake and Meek Mill to squash the beef, but then out of that, out of that um, being paranoid, it went to title uh, on some political shit and some shit about percentages on songs. I can't take this shit, bro. <laughs> Kanye exclaimed. I'm tight. Added <laughs> that he and Jay Z's kids never even play together. He also said there will never Our be. Kids don't even play together a together, Watch though. the Throne
2: two. <laughs> Your kids don't even be playing with my kids, bro.
0: Yeah, man.
2: I thought our kids were supposed to be tight.
0: He said this at a concert in front of 30,000. Knowing that it would make what it. What kind t- of
2: friends are we if our kids don't play together, man? My kids like Barney. Your kids don't even like Barney, man. <laughs> why are you so sensitive? You know why? are you why? so sensitive? <laughs> Your kids don't like Barney. <laughs> now you want me to raise my kid differently? just so she can play with your kid. Last time I brought my kid over for the play date. When you bringing your kid over?
0: Why is Kanye like this, man? <laughs> Why is he like this, man?
2: I thought we was family home. <laughs> Why is he like this? Blue man? Ivy don't even be playing with my daughter, man.
0: And then uh, we didn't talk about, he got mad that Jay-Z only called him after Kim got robbed.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey. you just calling people now? <laughs> He said, "You want see how I am? Drop by the house. Come by the house, dog.
0: Don't on, call man. me, dog. Come on, man.
2: Woo, extra moist over there. Kanye <laughs> is acting moist, tight, tight. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with yay, man? What's up? What's up with this? Uh, this is this is what manhood looks like in 2016. That sucks.
1: This is this is the the man." This is what the men in our community look like, brother. That sucks. This is how they look, man. It's fucking embarrassing. And Jay ain't going to say nothing. No. Nope. I put money on it. Jay
0: ain't going to say a nope. word. Nope. And he'll probably he... get asked about it and won't say a word. Yep. Yeah.
1: And yep. he'll probably say, you know, like, you know, me and Kanye will talk. You know why? Because Jay has a history in the streets. Right. And in the streets, there's a code. Yes. You know what I mean? It may be illegal activities popping off, mm-hmm. but you best believe that dudes have to live by a certain code. When they live in in a street life, because it can be life or death. Yes, or you can be behind bars. Yep, behind bars. Like there is a code, and guys violate it. But trust me, there's not a single person who spent any time around those who live in a you know the street life that can say that they don't have a code of conduct out there. Right. They really do, and it really protects them from bullshit and extra fuckery. Yeah. you know an attention like this and I think this is like a perfect example of a dude who's not from the streets who's raised by his mom and is emotional and he's he's around women too much uh-huh. you know what I'm saying hanging around with the Kardashians as you said and he has no older male guidance jay-z was it yeah and then before then it was dame and he don't right. hang out with dame right you know what I'm saying it's like so it's like now this is just it's just bullshit, and, and that, he's just the worst, you know what I'm saying, for um, for this shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't freaking, I don't get it, man. You know,
0: he's violating it. the rules, though. Yeah, straight up, straight up and down. You <laughs> violate it straight up and down, as Primo would say. All right, uh, so with this, we're going to go to number four. Number
2: four rule. All
0: right, call for clarification. Yeah, Kanye. Ask for clarification. clarification. Ask what's up.
1: Ask your man.
0: Yeah. This is a it's a business decision.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was
0: a business decision. You got one artist on your label dissing mm-hmm. another cat that you might be featured on a song with. That might be a conflict of interest.
1: Yeah. And then you know these guys are going to use that. Like, oh, if he really cared about you, he wouldn't have on that song with the guy who's dissing. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it yeah. is a conflict of interest. And the best thing to do when you have a code is to not participate. To stay out of that shit. <laughs> But see, people who lack a code don't get that. It's just music, dog. No, 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 it's no. It's no, business. No. It's business. Yeah. And it, there's a code of conduct here. It's like this, man. I tell cats, like, if me and you walk into a house party right now, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kicking it. Music's good. We go get, you know, some punch. We walk back to the dance floor. A dude walks up to you, socks you in the face, mm-hmm. and then says, Oh, what up, Al? How you doing, man? <laughs> what are you going to think? <laughs> That's fucked up. Prim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking to this motherfucker? <laughs> he just pushed me in the face. See? <laughs> it's so simple when yeah. you define it in those terms. But when you got all this music industry bullshit mm. and it's emotionalism, you can't see it for what it is. Right. If two dudes, if I bring you to the house party. Yeah. And someone I know punches you in the face, then I am responsible yes. for mediating or squashing that. Like, I can't as a man, th- that's on my hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, man, he's with me. You can't be punching Elijah logic in the face like that. <laughs> right. This is my guest. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you got a problem, you and I talk about it. If you got to leave, he's got to leave. But I can't have that on my hands because then you start looking at me right. like it's my fault. Right. And really it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I brung you into that situation. I gotta wear that. And guys like Kanye cannot see that code. Because they've never been in those situations before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This guy's not a street guy. And that's no diss to him. Right. I don't believe being from the street makes you like better than anybody else, actually. I just think that you he lacks a code of conduct that leads to this kind of shit. You mad because a man actually chose to call you? That he didn't get on a plane and fly to your house when your girlfriend got robbed or your wife got robbed? Yeah, not you. In you another country? Ro- yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, to what is, is your responsibility as a man of your household? It's your job to hold down your wife. Yeah. To hold down your children, your family. Jay got other shit. Yeah, through. Jay has a family. At least he called you. Yeah. At least he called you. At a minimum, that's what a friend's going to do. Right. Hey, man, you good? I just saw this shit on the news. What's up? Right. You know, and if you had a problem with him calling you, You should have said that when he called you, right?
0: Like, yo, can you come through? Like I really need,
1: you know what I'm saying? I need you to come through and he probably would have came through. Yeah. But instead of that, you, 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 you probably talked to him, made him think shit was cool. And then when you get in front of your fucking 20,000 fans, you try to air him out and make him look like he did something wrong, but you didn't have the balls to say that shit to him when he was talking to you. No code. Yeah. You could have called him back and said, yo man, come through, man. Like nah. you saying, hey, man, look, you know, I, I can't really talk on the phone. The family, we under a lot of stress. Well, come through tomorrow and we'll yeah. rap about this. All right, cool. He could have said yes or no. Right. But you would have made your expectations clear. Right.
0: And then he would have, you know, either, either agreed or made concession that like, all yeah. right, I can't, you know, this week, but. I'll see you
1: Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Sunday. Next Tuesday. Right. Whatever. Or I can't get out there right now. I'm tied up. Wherever the fuck. Right. I'm on the road, too. Yeah. Who knows? But when you don't give someone a chance to 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 have that conversation, and then you start judging them, and then you complicate matters even more by getting on stage and, and airing this shit out, it just makes you look super, super suspect and petty. Oh, and, and it's bad for maintaining relationships. It's horrible. You cannot maintain relationships if you do this shit with people. And I think grown men, should be held to a certain uh code of conduct. Yes, you know. Definitely. Ask for clarification, man. Yeah. That's number four, man.
0: Whew. yeah, that's a that's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's simple, man. It's simple. Just what did you mean by that? Yeah, one you know? text. Yeah. Oh, you, you ain't coming through, dog. Right. What's up? Yeah. Look, come through. The family wants to see you. Right. What's wrong with that? Come through when you can. Yeah. Send him a text. Send him a call. Hey, man. If you talk to this man. But you you didn't have the balls to say that. Now, you didn't have the balls to get clarification. And now you got your whole fan base rooting against this man because you did that. You know, you violated many rules with that. Like all the first three rules we named,
2: you violated. (laughs) Right. You violated. Right. You know, one rant.
1: Yeah. Speaking in anger. You made private matters public. You said more than was necessary. (laughs) Right. Right no clarification no clarification yeah you just running down all the rules you violating four rules all right. all right so number five man because people don't understand it man this is how relationships get sacrificed and i know a lot of people i'm sure you do too in a scene where or any scenes where they're the people who always seem to say that like well they're unhappy with where their careers are mm-hmm. but they always look outward oh yeah they, it's somebody else's fault yeah it's so, always someone else's fault yeah and when you really look at these people, nine times out of 10, they cannot maintain relationships. Right. They meet everybody. They know everybody, but they cannot maintain good relationships with these people. Yeah. And, so a, and the reason that they can't is because they don't have a code. So this is what we're giving you all this week. The code, man. <laughs> Give them
2: the this code. The code.
1: Yeah. So, you know, number five, rule number five, don't speak about people. In a manner that you wouldn't want to be spoken about in public. The golden rule. The golden rule of maintaining how you want
0: to be treated. Basically,
1: basically, that's what it is. That's it. So if 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 you're sitting on stage or if you're on your Facebook page and you're sending shots at somebody making a a private situation public Mm -hmm. and you're you you know, you're going in on somebody knowing that they're going to see it. Right. That they're going to hear it. Right. Ask yourself. If they did that to me... How would I feel? Yeah. And if you haven't asked yourself that shit, then you are definitely wrong. Right. You are super in the wrong because Mm -hmm. it it should simply be, how would I feel? You know? And the only time you should come back like, this is okay, is if you're handling it in a professional manner. Right. You can speak on a professional uh, instance of wrongdoing and not look bad at all. Oh, yeah. People do it every day to businesses with services like Yelp and, you know, Google and whatever. We review services and products right and sometimes we're not happy with those but we're talking about people you know personal relationships mm-hmm. and you got to ask yourself if that man did that to me um what would what would i do you know what i'm saying what would what would happen so uh um but yeah dudes ain't doing that man no they're not doing that man so you know golden rule
0: yeah i mean and and places like yelp and things like that that's the that's the place where you're supposed to do that
1: like, yes. that's where they
0: ask you to rate our product. How was your service? You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, they ask you a question and you answer it truthfully, whether it yeah. was fucked up, whether it wasn't. You know, it was great. It was horrible. You know, like Facebook, your Facebook page is not the place to demean your friends <laughs> or your business partners in public. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Because if the, if the shoe was on the other
1: foot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You would not be digging that. No, 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 no.
1: You would be the first one ready to fight. Right. Come to blows. Yes. And, you know, and there are people like that. Like I talked about people who are super talented people, but for whatever reason, they have kind of plateaued. And these are people who barely ever get like others to vouch for them. Mm -hmm. You know, why come no one vouches for this guy? He's so talented. She's so talented. They're so dope. They're so great at what they do. And then eventually when you deal with them. Right. You understand. Yeah. Because they shit on you, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, wow. When really- things
0: don't go right with them, they air you out <laughs> for no reason.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. So that's number uh, five. That's five. Five will do one more than, uh, you In know. break time. Yeah. We'll it'll, it'll take a break, you know? All
0: right. Number six. This is on some Zen, like, yeah. you know, 48 Laws of Power <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 <It really is. laughs> don't mistake silence for weakness say that again don't mistake silence for weakness you know we had to go into this yeah, one, man. yeah of this course is, i live by this one because like we said jay probably ain't gonna say
1: nothing nope and at the, all and the biggest mistake would be to assume that he's being silent because he's either scared or because kanye is right right or you know he's embarrassed right he's probably going to be silent because that's against his code. Nah, he probably going, he probably going to be silent to us. Yeah. But he probably going to call
0: Kanye. Yes. Like, Yo dog, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to exactly. do. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah. And, and too many times, I mean, you see it from people where, and not just among entertainers, but just people in general, whether dealing with your significant other, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with your friends, dealing with your family, being the aggressor in an argument doesn't mean that you're right. Right. And the other person being silent while you're angry or or yelling or whatever, it doesn't mean you're right. Mm-hmm. It, just, it doesn't mean that they're weak. Mm-hmm. It simply means that they don't want to engage in that kind of conversation right. in that manner at that point in time. That's all it means. That's all it means. That's it. But people take it too far. People will believe that he's not saying nothing. He knows I'm right.
0: Right. Or he's not being a bitch.
1: Yeah. yeah. He know he's scared now because right. he won't even say nothing back. And then, you know, when that motherfucker speaks back and when they when they get ready to yeah. shit his defeat. Right. It's not what you thought it was going to be. Right. It's, <laughs> it's some thought provoking, <laughs> you know, thought out. Yeah. Yeah. Groundbreaking shit. Yeah. But, you know, we have to be careful about that. You know, we live in a country where, you know, kicking ass is you know, put on the top of the, you know, social behavior list. Like if you oh, kick yeah. ass, you're a hero here uh-huh. and that's okay. But we got to be careful that like, you know, never underestimate people right. and understand that a lot of the people who are the most successful are the most successful because they are the most strategic, mm-hmm. not because they're the most publicly aggressive people. Right. You know, there's people out there with finesse who just, right they're, You know, if you read the art of war, one of the biggest uh, things in there, he talks about like the the art of war is is winning without fighting. Yeah, that's the thing that most people they read it and they miss that. Uh-huh. He speaks about it continuously in that book about how you don't want to lose men, you don't want to sacrifice anything. Yes. If you are fighting, then you're automatically losing, even if you're winning. Right. The goal is to win without lifting a finger. Yeah. And if you do that, then you're winning. Yeah. And uh, I think somewhere along the line, emotionalism tends to trump uh, strategy.
0: For well, because people. emotionalism is more visual than strategy. Yes. Than just sitting back and moving the chess pieces and watching what happens when the chess pieces are moving. Like the fight is what people enjoy. That's that's why we have the reality TV world that we have cuz people want to see the action. They want to see the drama. They don't care about what it took to get to that successful point if it's not exciting. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like the some of the most su- su- successful people are people that don't talk a lot. They just make moves and they watch they watch their empires grow. Yep. You know, they don't got to be loud. They don't you know, they don't got a lot of times um what is one of the um there's a quote um, that says usually the the loudest person in the room is like the dumbest person in the room or something, it's something like that to that effect. Or yeah. The loudest person in the room or the, the quietest person in the room is, is probably the smartest person in the room. Something like that. Something to that effect. But a lot of times people that are talking so much, they're doing that because they don't have anything to back up a lot of what they're saying. Insecurity. Yeah, it's insecurity. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're trying to overcompensate for some
1: yep it's true man like I, even when i was a kid i used to notice that you know i got in my fair share of fights just from my mouth you know mm. what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> my smart ass talking my yeah just talking that was the nature of all my fights you know laughing <laughs> 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 at something making a sarcastic little joke to someone who was much bigger than me that's funny but one thing i always notice is that like there's always this period of just woofing mm-hmm. in a fight where guys are literally just, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, what you gonna do? I dare you. I'm in your face, I dare you. You ain't gonna do nothing, right. you ain't. And so I what would, I would always do, as soon as guys get to that point, I would just take off on them, just whoop. And I would throw <laughs> <laughs> the first punch. Because I knew that they were not even thinking about defending themselves they were just trying to pump themselves up right. and I'm like wow he's just really yelling I think I should just bam and that was when the melee would just break out because yeah. they couldn't believe that I took off on them like that <laughs> <laughs> but I had to and to this day I'm still the same way like whenever there's a fight
0: <laughs> that is I
1: don't say shit I don't say anything, like we, we, me and uh, John, one time we was at Scully's and uh, it was this drunk dude. This drunk dude was in the middle of the, of the aisle, you know, it got that little aisle where the bathrooms on. Uh-huh, yeah. And this was ladies' 80s. Uh-huh. And so it's like packed, it's like 500 people in there. This was at the peak of it. Uh-huh. And so we're over past that aisle and we're just seeing this big buff dude just knocking chicks over, just, just swinging his elbows, is like little, purposely. Yes, oh, like elbowing chicks, knocking them into the wall, just just dancing wild and scooting back, and he's just really hulking out, right? And we're like, and we and I look over my shoulder, I'm like, man we're like man he's coming this way (laughs) what are we gonna what are we gonna do
2: like what are we going to do dude (laughs) you know because we knew everybody there Uh we
1: knew all the bartenders we knew the whole staff the door Uh people like we wouldn't we wouldn't didn't want to be in there fighting you know we're like this guy is a problem someone's gonna bust a bottle over his head right eventually he's he's big enough to where people are hesitant right you could see that and he just he was scaring people Uh you know and so then eventually he got close and I just was I had a picture in my hand and John had a bottle or something like that. And uh he bumped John and John was like, Yo man, chill out. And then dude was like, Shut up, nigger.
2: Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And,
1: uh, <laughs> I started laughing. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it, like, it was like, oh he man, don't know. here we here we go. Like we were trying to avoid this right. at all costs. You know, we right. knew that this guy had this in him. You know, uh-huh. we could not avoid him. So then John is, you know, John's like, what the fuck you say? So, you know, they start arguing back. and the, the dude is, yeah, motherfucker, I said it, you know, to John. And I'm just laughing and the guy's not paying me any attention. Right. And John is just like looking at me like, should I go? You know, should I take off on this motherfucker? <laughs> and, and I was like, uh, I was like, hold on, guys. You know, so I just, I, I stepped in between. I didn't say anything. And I just grabbed John's, I think it was his beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I grabbed his beer. I was like, let me grab that for you, bro. And I grabbed his beer. And uh, and I took it, just you know, and I th- I might have grabbed the other dude's beer too, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? As if like, oh, it's gonna be a fair fight, you right. know what I'm saying? I took the beers and put them on the thing. Then you know, John, so why did I grab the dude's beer? John picked up a bar stool and hit him in the face and shit, like, wow, wow, you know what I'm saying? And then dude fell back into me, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And dude was trying to get back to John, but when he fell back towards me, I just grabbed him by his belt and, and held him by his ho- collar, and then John just took off on him, you know what I'm saying? Like- <laughs> I light him up, then I picked him up and I just dropped him right there on a, you know what I'm saying? I scoop slammed him right there in the aisle, and then we didn't even touch him no more. Uh-huh. He we looked, we we I dropped him right there and then we just stood over him and, and we just like man you, you you know what we could be doing? We could be stomping you out right now, right. and he just had this look of just total fear and it's like I never seen a motherfucker that scared. Uh-huh. And we were like man you good man and we just let him up, <laughs> <laughs> just let him up. I didn't say a word until then. I was like man you know we could be fucking you up right. Yeah. You know that. You know that. Like, you're on your back helpless like a little baby. Yeah. You know, but it goes, I say all that to say <laughs> <laughs> the people who talk the most uh-huh. and are the most vocal oftentimes are doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. They're mistaking other people's silence as weakness. And we got to start looking at society like sometimes si- silence is strength. Yes. You know, silence is like there's something deep inside that person that allows them. To not speak out emotionally in the midst of whatever it is that they're going through, or that you're doing to them, or you're saying to them, and those are the people I was always taught to look out for. Oh yeah, me too. You know, like you don't. I mean, we grew up in the hood, <laughs> yeah. man. We
2: grew up with a code.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> we grew up with a code. That silent guy over there, right. he'll fuck everybody up. Right. <laughs> like, the one that's not talking. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out for him, because mm-hmm. when he goes. There's no coming back. Yeah, you know. Whereas some people, they, 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 uh, they're bullies, man. They, they exist for, you know, for fear, and they really want to bring fear out in people. Yeah, that man. shit
0: usually happens in the movies too. It's true. You know what I'm saying like the old westerns, like when they would go in the tavern.
1: Yeah. The, the, the hardest dude, you
0: know, would be the dude sitting at the end of the bar with his little shot of whiskey, yep. sipping away, not saying shit. <laughs> yep. That's the dude everybody was scared of. Yeah. And then the dude that's not from that town that but, came in woofing. We'll test him every time, we test him every time and get <laughs> <fucked> up <laughs> every time. Every time always it's happens true. that way. It's so true, always man. happens. Hell yeah, we'll take a break. Yeah, have you ever wondered what life is like for an artist on the road? Ever wish you could take a look behind the scenes and learn what it's really like to travel and play in different cities every night? Well, now you can.
1: What a night is the third book by MC producer and author Blueprint, part comedy, part tragedy and part bizarre what a night takes the reader deep behind the scenes to tell previously unheard stories about the worst shows of blueprints 13 year touring career any artist could write volumes about the great shows they've had but where's the fun in that order your signed copy now from Weightless.net. for a limited time you can get all three of blueprints books for just 25 dollars only at Weightless.net. thanks for your support so we back in the building yeah yeah back in the yeah, proverbial yeah
0: building back in the proverbial building yeah yeah all right so uh number seven number seven way to maintain relationships yes a little code we 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 coming up with check in periodically i like that check in with your homies check in with your people yeah man. say what's up you know
1: yeah how you doing hey, how's life bro yeah you all right you have not heard from you in a while yeah what you been up to yeah how the family right yeah how the kids how your mama doing? <laughs> yeah, How your up. auntie now doing? <laughs> that's it. How your grandmama now? Yeah. yeah. You know, that? what's wrong with that?
0: Nothing. Nothing at all.
1: How your grandmama now doing? Nothing at all. How your mama now?
0: You know, it's funny, like, with, with a lot of the cats, the friends that we made throughout, you know, the time that we've been rapping and stuff, it's a lot of people that, I don't, I might not talk to them, like, regularly, regularly. Yeah. But every now and then, I will send somebody a text message just like, yo, I ain't, I ain't talked to you in a minute. What's been up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you been? How you doing? How's the tour going? How's this going? You know what I'm saying? New album is dope. What's been up? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I it might not be very, very often, but the fact that I still have their numbers. Yes. You know, and they'll respond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. A lot of times, Castle just hit me up out of the blue. You know, how you been? You know what I'm saying? That's how you maintain
1: relationships, man. I agree. And that's yeah. such a simple. Very simple. Simple way. And, you know, that's probably the most preemptive solution that we've named uh-huh. like everything else is kind of like when you're mad how to <laughs> right not right make things worse right this is one that stops you from even getting in those situations yes you check in with people regular regularly you know off top if there's something going on right or there's potential for something to go wrong or how they are or where they are in life and what they may be needing or going through but if you don't talk to these people with regularity as soon as something goes on that you don't agree with picking up the phone and checking in is not going to be on your playlist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Your playbook, you're going to be thinking, "Oh, well, I don't talk to this motherfucker anyway, so I might as well go to Twitter." Right. "I might as well talk to, you know, hiphopdx.com. Mm-hmm. I might as well talk to fucking Vibe magazine about this punk motherfucker who never calls me <laughs> or checks in." <laughs>
2: right? right? Yeah, yeah. And
1: that's the problem. We 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 have to go back to the the qualities of just like interacting with each other, yeah. man. You know, our, when, when communities were communities and you were checking on your neighbors or, right. you know, when we was a kid and, and our parents used to send us to check on the older people in the, yeah, on, in most, the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like Go check on Mr. Such and such. Go check on Mrs. Such and such. Make sure they're good. See if they need anything. Uh-huh. You know, those are the qualities that held a community together. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with maintaining those qualities because that's going to be here a lot longer than oh yeah, texting or Snapchat mm-hmm. and all this other shit like those communal qualities mm-hmm. that allow us to show you know love and respect and, and reverence for each other we, we got to keep those things going man oh, I, I completely agree and with and especially with technology you can just send somebody a text yes
0: and just say what's up how you been yeah you know or send them an email you know or even a dm on twitter you know whatever yeah. whatever is the easiest way to get in contact with them you know what i'm saying like sometimes you just it's easier to do it than it used to be. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, you had to make a collect phone call. It's true. You know it's what I'm true. saying? You it's had true. to drive like three, four hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to see somebody. Nowadays, yeah. you send them a text message. It's so true. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no collect charges with the with the cell phone mm-hmm. call. No long distance. No long distance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it is a little easier. So it's really no excuse. If them if them people is your people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then, then find a way to check in with cats. I agree. You know, if not very often. Just... Just with
1: regularity yeah. you know what i'm saying a couple times a year cuz
2: yeah. cuz you know I mean?
1: if you don't if you don't check in with them you may not have the level of comfort to speak on what it is that is bothering you right and then we got a situation where Kanye is saying that a man actually called him mm-hmm. to check on him and right. he's mad about that right it's like how can that be a bad thing he if he called you you at least had a platform to speak on your issue right then and there right. and he cared enough to call you. He yeah. thought he saw
0: something that happened to your family. Yeah. And took the time out of his schedule, yeah. which I'm sure is a busy schedule. Yeah. To call you and say what's up and ask how you doing. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, check in on your people, that's man. That's what friends are supposed to do. Yeah, and you don't got to like you are saying you didn't got to do it all the time. Yeah. Sometimes what's wrong with that? Hey, Merry Christmas. Right. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's it. Those yeah. are three easy dates you can check in right. with people on. You know, just send out the and I don't care. I don't mind when people send me a group text for that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Because I know it's the same thing. Even if someone sends a, a group text, everybody, Merry Christmas. Right. I know that they at least included me in it. Right. They cared enough to put me in it. And they still got me in their in they contacts. Yeah. <laughs> they care. It shows caring. Yeah. A lot of people will look at that, oh, well, they didn't personalize it and making it hey man, look. They're trying, right? And sometimes we got to give people credit for trying. Man, mm-hmm. we can't be judging people for being imperfect if we're not going to give them credit for trying. I completely agree. You know, so yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, check in with people. That's number. Was that seven? seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we only got nine. Oh, jo- yeah, we got nine Two joints. More. Yeah. So this is number eight. Ooh, don't take it personally. <sighs> Say that again. Don't take it personally. Man, that is a great way to to maintain relationships. Don't take shit personal, man. Now, I understand that sometimes you're doing business with your friends Mm. and we're talking about, you know, business relationships between these guys. However, you got to be able you can't be taking business problems to a personal platform. Right. Like, oh, I got this problem with this song and this deal and these points and this management and this title situation it's like yo that's a business situation you're speaking on right you're speaking on jay's management contract with meek and you know your business arrangement to do music with drake right that's business right now all of a sudden you're making it personal because it's a song it's a at the end song. of the day like it's yeah. a song it's a goddamn song it wasn't even a good song yeah, like, <laughs> it yeah. wasn't even a good song. It's not worth
0: your friendship, right? It's not worth your friendship. Yeah,
1: but if you take everything personally, I mean, it's it's one of those things, man, where it's like you know, like that book we had recommended a few weeks ago. Uh, Don't sweat the small stuff. Uh-huh. It speaks on that a bit about like everything bad that happens isn't malicious, right? Every every unfortunate circumstance that you find yourself in is not the result of the universe conspiring to hold you down. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Or the people around you deciding, you know what? I don't want to see this motherfucker shining. Right. What can I do to stop yeah, his growth? let's stop him right now. You know what will make my day? Hating on this fool. <laughs> 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 but people really take it there. People subconsciously believe that any unfortunate circumstance is a result of people conspiring against them. Mm-hmm. And they take it personally to where it's like, hey man, Look, they messed up your order at McDonald's. Right. It's not personal. Right. They made a professional mistake. Right. Allow people to make mistakes. Don't take it personal. My rule in life is that it's only personal if they make it personal. Right. Like if a motherfucker doesn't personally go at me. They say, ow, bow. This is what it is. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Then that's personal. That's personal. You know, but if you're just speaking on something that happens or some kind of business situation goes wrong. That's not personal. I do believe, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I do believe people have an intention to do their best. Yes, I think so, too. Even when they fall short, their intention is in the right place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just sometimes, you know, intention has to be balanced out with the realities of the situation. Right. You know, we all have circumstances that sometimes I may intend to be here. You know, you may intend to get here at three, Uh but there could be a train up the street. Right. And now you're here at 315. Yeah. And you try. But you got to reconcile that with reality. I think the same thing applies to personal relationships, man. Give people the space to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and, and resolve them with you by not taking it personally. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And sometimes, depending on the person.
0: You might not be able to have a business relationship with this particular Ooh, friend. Say it again, my brother. Because <laughs> some, sometimes business relationships and friendships cannot mix with certain people. It's true. Some people do not know how to separate the two because they take everything personally. <laughs> well, since you my boy, <laughs> right. you're supposed to hook me up. Yeah, You know what I'm it's saying? It's true. Like, dog. Like. I got to make I got I got a business to run here, you know, or we running a business here. We can't just hook everybody up. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes there's people that you just cannot, you know, be in business with. So you have to understand that and understand that this relationship has to stay on a strictly personal relationship because we don't know how to keep the business and the personal separate. I agree. You know, so sometimes you got to make that call. I agree. You know, you got to make that call sometimes. But yeah, man, people cats out here with sensitive nipples, man. (laughs) You (laughs) know, they just cats just extra sensitive -sensitive nipples. They just don't they just can't take anything. Ego. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. That's my my belief. I think ego is a big problem, you know, especially with celebrity.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, if if you're on that level and you're told 24 seven that your shit doesn't stink. Uh huh. And you have fans buying, proving that your shit doesn't stink every day. And the bigger you are, the more you get surrounded by yes, man. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that these people don't have the biggest egos oh, yeah. possible. I mean, the big ego, it's good and bad because the good side is that you have to have an ego to believe you can do something that no one has done. Right. You have to truly, truly believe that some shit that isn't there is going to be there. Right. I'm going to make this, this thing that's in my head is going to become a reality and everybody's going to see that. That's some fucking arrogant, ego-driven shit. Yeah. But it's not crazy. Right. People do it all the time. Everything around this was created by a motherfucker who never saw it before. Yeah. This mic we're talking into. At some point, somebody's like, yo, man, I'm going to make this thing. It's going to call it a microphone. Dude. <laughs> What's it going to do? Oh, man, trust me, man. You're going to talk it to it. It's going to send your voice as an electric signal of bits and bytes down to a cable and that's going to send that out to anything you wanted to bro we're going to digitize the human voice and somebody looked at them and said man you are fucking full of shit <laughs> you are crazy as fuck crazy He's crazy motherfucker yeah. you hear how crazy this fool is he talking about digitizing the human voice what a fucking arrogant asshole right. yeah right dude you work at fucking mcdonald's man you don't how are you going to do this mm-hmm. you're not who you think you are thomas edison you right. know like he probably got all kind of shit said to him right. but the world wouldn't be what it is today without people with egos. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, ego reaches a point to where it can be destructive. Correct. And I think this is what we're referring to because sometimes you take everything personally. Yeah. And it's not, it's business sometimes. Yeah, you sometimes know? Sometimes it's just business. You know? So, yeah, we I got agree. One more joint last left. Last one. Last one. All right. Um, This one
0: is about the, this kind of goes with the last one. Respect the hierarchy. Yes. So in this instance, Jay is the head of Rockefeller. The OG, man. He's the OG. He's the OG. Okay. So him making a decision like, you know, my artist has beef with the person you're making a song with. Therefore, I'm not going to get involved in that. You have to respect that. You know what I'm saying? Because Jay is at the top of this shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Without Jay, you wouldn't be where you at. Thank you. You wouldn't have big brother. That's the reason that you made that song. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to respect the hierarchy and friendship sometimes. And sometimes it's, you know, and and vice versa, depending on the situation, you might be at the top of your shit. If you're dealing with your record, and how you're coming out, then Jay has to respect that of you in that situation. But there are certain times you got to respect who's at the top of the shit that you're dealing with. I agree. You know, in, in a friendship and in a business yeah. relationship. I think
1: that's a huge problem in hip hop in general. Mm. The, the lack of respect for the hierarchy. I mean, you look at how quickly people will disrespect uh, an OG Hall of Fame level hip hop guy. Mm in favor of the flavor of the week hip hop guy to me, that just reeks of like no respect for the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. You know, when an older guy speaks on a state of hip hop or on some specific thing that they don't like, the first attack on that person is you're not relevant. Right. You're too old. Fuck you. old man. Fuck you. Granddad. You know what I mean? Hater. Yeah. It never, we can never discuss the merits of what they're saying because we're so busy disrespecting the hierarchy. We're like, Yeah. yeah, it's like, yo, man, would you let you, if your uncle said that to to his nephew or niece at the dinner table? Would you be like, fuck you, old man? Right. No, your families maintain hierarchy. Right. Yet somehow, when we get in these things, we disrespect them. Mm-hmm. We don't. I'm not saying that older people are automatically right because they're older. Right. But what I am saying is that. The lack of a hierarchy creates chaos. Yeah. And there has to be respect in it because somebody at the top
0: of the hierarchy can be wrong. Yeah. You just have to respectfully tell them that they're Thank wrong. you. There has to be some respect in acknowledging the fact that they may not be right all the time. Yeah. But you can't just be like, fuck you, old man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know up, what I
0: mean? Yeah. You could just be like, yo, I just don't agree with that. And here's why. Yeah. yeah. you yeah. know,
1: And have enough respect for the hierarchy to have that conversation with them. All right. You know just as dudes who you may have molded and 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 put on and brung up should have that with you right you know like like on one hand you got kanye west mad at cuddy for his public rant right and what does kanye west do goes and does the same thing to his og right jay-z right that's clearly a, a lack of yeah understanding of the hierarchy like Correct. on one hand you you want to tell you know what i'm saying the guy you put on who you're his og Don't ever talk about me like that. Keep my name out your mouth. Mm -hmm. Don't be doing that. Don't disrespect me like that. I'm your OG. Yeah, you three weeks later, you disrespecting your OG. Yeah. The exact same way. Yeah.
0: Hypocrisy, man.
1: Yeah. It's like, nah, man, you got to respect this shit in all instances. If you demand respect like that from those you put on who you are a higher up to, then you have to treat those who are your OGs with the exact same respect. Or else it's chaos. Yeah. Bars. Yeah. So that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. Maintaining relationships, else. man. Yeah. You know, if you want to maintain your relationships with people, man, follow these rules, man. I'm going to let me read them back. Yeah. Recap. Recap. Recap for everybody who's made it this far. Number nine. And these are ways to maintain your relationships with your people, man. So you don't make shit worse. Number nine is respect the hierarchy. Number eight, don't take it personally. Number seven, check in periodically. Call your man to (laughs) them. Ask how's mama doing? (laughs) (laughs) Number six, don't mistake silence for weakness. Because real bad boys move in silence. You know? Number five, don't speak about people in a manner that you wouldn't want to be spoken about in public. Call them, bro. They already know, bro. Number four, Call for clarification. Call your man, them. Yes. Ask him what's good. <laughs> yeah. I know I read this. But did you mean it that way? Right. Was that quote taken out of context? Was there more to that quote? I know how the press can be. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. What were you trying to say right there? Oh, man. Yeah, they did me all dirty on that interview, man. They cut out the whole first two minutes of that and took that quote because it sounded like a shot to you. And, man, I didn't mean to do that, man. I just saw the shit myself today. Yeah. You know? You never know what could be behind that, man. Yeah. So call for clarification. Number three, always say less than needed. <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Number two, don't make private matters public. Yeah. You know, what sprung to the light can never be put back in the dark, man. Heck no. You know, we got people. It's harder to get people to reconcile, man, once you do that. And then number one, don't speak in anger. Take some time. Yes. Cool down. Yes. Think about what you're gonna say. Yes. Step away, bro. Yeah. Step away, man. So yeah, man. If you got some out of this, man, you know, I hope that these these rules, this code. you know it's something you can apply in your life man because we've all done shit like that right. i've messed up personal relationships too oh yeah i've had people jerk me you know what yeah. i'm saying and induce and violate the code on me and i've been like
2: damn why you do me like that you
1: right. know
2: what i mean right. <laughs> damn bro yeah yeah i'm shocked and shit damn you're taking shots why you doing that he could have called me you right. know right.
1: but uh and we've all been there man we've all made these mistakes and we've been on receiving end, and so it's uh you know, we're trying to just shed some experience with y'all this week on a podcast, man. Yeah. The most infamous. Yeah. The VIP. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, the most valuable internet podcast. Is that what we <laughs> Yeah. The, the most valuable podcast. The MVP
2: and the yeah. VIP. <laughs> you
0: word, word up. Word up. Word up.
1: So we'll catch y'all next week. All right. Peace. Peace.